Welcome, everyone, to the How to Get the Most Out of College podcast. There's a lot of talk about where to go to college, but not nearly enough about how to go to college. And it's the everyday decisions that drive your success. I'm your host, Elliot Felix. I've been a consultant to more than 100 colleges and universities, helping them improve their student experience. And I'm the author of How to Get the Most Out of College, where I take what I've learned about how college works and make it work for you. I'm so excited to have Jennifer Barton from Bell and Arch Consulting here today to talk about the college search process and in particular, how this can be an enjoyable process where you learn about yourself and you use that to find the right fit for you. And this is tip eight in how to get the most out of college. Welcome, Jennifer. Hi, thank you. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and about Bell and Arch? Sure. I come to this industry as a college consultant. So I'm an admissions consultant. I help high school students who I love to work with find their perfect fit schools and get to schools where they're going to be happy and where they're going to not just get to that school. Like that's not my goal. My goal is to get them through that school and out the back end with a degree in their hand. So I am a college admissions consultant. Also in the industry, we're called independent educational consultants. So you might see the word IEC, it's assigned to me, but I've also worked on the other side. So I've been a college instructor. I have taught writing, I've taught ethics, I've taught public speaking at the college level. So I've seen kids who were at the wrong place and they're really suffering and they're not getting things done at school the way that they need to. That's my background. I love working with high school kids. I like this really transitional moment in their lives. And, and, and that's what I think is so awesome about what you're doing in your book is that you're helping students figure out that way to move from a high school student to a college student, but to do it really, really successfully. Thanks. So you mentioned st students that were at a place that was the wrong fit for them and they're suffering a bit. And then students that found found the right fit. How do you distinguish between right and wrong? Let's dig into that. <laughs> yeah, right and wrong is hard, right? Because that's yeah. like really two firm divisions between things and there's a lot of gray area in there. One of the things that I think I taught at a smaller university and I taught at a very large university, a large flagship state school. And sometimes I feel like the students at the state school, if they weren't really outgoing, and they weren't willing to really advocate for themselves or they didn't have the skills to advocate, they could get lost in the cracks. And those were the students that I felt maybe weren't getting the most out of their college education because they just didn't have the tools that they needed to really be successful in that environment. To take advantage, there's so much going on you don't have the right approach to taking advantage of it, then you get lost in the shuffle a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you're a number in the classroom. A lot of times the professors may not know your name. The classes I taught were smaller because I was teaching writing classes. So I knew my students' names and a lot of times students would come and visit with me and so I start to get to know them. But there were students who were just that kid that sat in the back of the room who I saw as um, tonsils more than I saw because you know, they're asleep. Oh <laughs> you see their tonsils more than you can see their eyes. And those are the kids who get lost in the crack. It is interesting. I was just at a very small liberal arts college visiting with an admissions officer there. And her response to me was, and I won't say the name of the college. I don't think that we're probably promoting different schools here, but she said, my school is not a spectator sport. If you come to this small liberal arts college, you're going to be involved in the classroom. The professors are going to know you. You can't hide in the back of the room and not participate. And that's kind of the difference between those two types of experiences. But some kids would find that very intimidating. 
And so maybe a larger school where they might be able to hide in the back of the classroom and hear what's going on might be a good move for them. So the key is to find, like, know yourself, which is what this tip is all about, like using this process to know yourself, know what kind of student you are, and then what type of experience you're really looking for. That's great. So let's dig into that. I'd love to hear a couple of stories about students you've been working with that have used this process to not just be drudgery, but actually a way to be enjoyable and learn about themselves and find the right place for them. One of the places to do this, and I know all the STEM kids right now are going, oh no, if this is like my worst nightmare, an English professor starting to tell me about writing and how you can find yourself. But even my students who are STEM students find that writing this essay can be a very eye-opening and an awakening process. And if you approach it with enough time, now, if you are, to, what is today, October 5th, and deadlines, we're looking at some October 15th and some November 1 deadlines, and you're just starting your essay, that's probably not going to be the best experience for you. But my students who started over the summer, and they did a little bit of self-exploration and started thinking about, what do I want and who am I? And then they use that process to learn about themselves. They are just blossoming in this moment. And it's not just my kids who love to write. These are STEM students. But I had a student last year that I worked with, Marcus, and he was just an amazing young man. And I know everybody's, oh, yeah, but he was a writer. But you're wrong. He is not a writer. He is a theater guy and very much into musical theater. And so writing was not his mainstay. But he took the time to really do this self-exploration and he talked, he just recently wrote a blog for my website. And in that blog, he talks even more about the process. And he talked about how sometimes he would be in tears, like thinking about these like really difficult life experiences that he'd been through. And then sometimes he'd find himself just like cracking himself up, like laughing, remembering these different things. That's great. So it's, it's really kind of a time like you can start to gel together all these experiences that you've had in high school. And you have that moment and that space to do that. And then you can start to decide, is that who I still want to be in college? Or do I want to explore new things? So, and he found it to be a very joyful process. His essay was like, he has been goosebumps even now, like thinking about it. But his essay was so strong that he still is, as a second year college student, is still riffing off of that essay and using it for other things in college which is fabulous and so exciting to hear. And also once he got to school, one of his admissions officers came and found him to say, your essay was so memorable and so amazing. That is really an amazing, that's an amazing story. And it also makes me think of one of the other lessons in the book, which is to make these connections and see if where you can get a two for one when you find something that you're really passionate about. For instance, in one class, can you use it in another class to continue your thinking or like you're saying, keep riffing on your essay, your project that allows you to go into more depth. And yeah, that's really, that's really fun. What should students do? It sounds like a bit of self-exploration, thinking about your life experiences, thinking about who you are, who you want to be. Those are all things you mentioned. Is that what students should do? to get the most out of the application process? What else? I think all of those things, and I think time is so important. If you rush this process, 
writing is never good when it's rushed. But if you spend the time doing those pre-writing things where you're just considering all these different ideas and you have time to brainstorm. And I think another key important part of this is finding someone that you really trust to give you input into that essay. And I do this with my own writing. I find that I have to get another set of eyes on it because what I think is looks like the most astounding sentence that has ever been written in the English language really is horrible and it needs to be like pruned down. And this word that I've fallen in love with is probably not the right word. And no writing ever was complete on its first draft. And I don't know if you're like yeah. me, but I have a couple of books out and I cannot read my own writing after it's been published because I want to have a red pen and I want to keep messing with it. Yeah. <laughs> I have that, that like entrepreneur's optimism thing, which is generally good, but it's like you, you create something and you assume it's awesome and perfect. And then you start talking to people about it. And each time it's a bit of a gut punch and, <laughs> and then you recover and you make it better and you're, you're better for it. Um, but you start off assuming it's, you know, assuming it's, oh, great, yeah, it's, it's only awesome. to learn, only to learn <laughs> otherwise. So we've talked about, uh, we've talked about the essay and how that can be a way of discovering who you are and communicating that. What other parts of the application process should students be thinking about and using to learn about themselves? I have students who approach this process as a battle to be won. They are going into battle and this is like, they're going to win. And those are the students who usually are not that happy at the end of the process because they haven't embraced it. To me, the college process is like you're inviting a good friend in and you've got hot chocolate and a nice fire in the fireplace. And you can have a long chat. And if the colleges don't feel that warm and fuzzy to you while you're applying to them, how are they going to feel when you make it through the doors and you're actually there? So one of my students, her family can't afford to travel. This is a student I'm working with right now. Her family can't afford to travel to all these different campuses. So she's doing it from her computer. And she is having so much fun because she's able to put herself on that campus and then to start dream about what would it be like for me to be there? What classes would I be taking? What are these people like who are on this campus that I would meet? Do I like the attitude of the student body? And you can learn so much online. There's so many resources now. You can see videos that real students are recording about the campuses. You can get on the college websites and figure out what classes you're going to take. You can read different professors' CVs to see what their background is, what they enjoy studying. And she is having so much fun doing that. And when I hear her come back to me and say, I like this school because I know it's not because she ate the best taco that she ever had in her life at the food. Well, that doesn't happen at any college food court, probably. But it's not because of those kind of things that are the icing on top. It is because she has done a deep dive and she's really thought about the students that she's going to be around, the professors she's going to be learning from, and the types of projects and activities that are there that meet what she wants to explore now on her next step in her education journey. And that's, so I think really spending time on that is important. That's great. So once you've done some thinking about yourself through the application process, then you're doing that deep dive and trying to get a feel for the vibe of the places you're applying, the students, the professors, the activities, the projects. What about the place, the geography, distance from home or urban versus rural? How does that factor into things? 
I spend a lot of time talking with students about this. And when I was talking about like the battle, the students yeah. who are going to battle, those are the students who they aren't even paying attention to those things. And that really bothers me. They want to go to, you know, the eight Ivy Leagues, these two other really selective schools. And I'm just like, but these schools are so different. What is it about this school that you like better than that school? And they can't answer that question. It's because their uncle told them that they had to put this one on the list. Their dad told them this one had to be on the list. And their aunt said this one. And they've completed a list, but it has nothing to do with them as a person. And I feel like those are the students who are not going to be happy when they get, they're going to be transferring in a year or two. They're not going to be happy on those campuses. I think that getting into it and really understanding who you are and what you want, not what your dad wants, not what your parents want, is an important part of this process and making sure that you feel good about the school that you're picking. And what's one way that they can do that, right? If they're, they've got a lot of people on their shoulder whispering in their ear and they're trying to find their own voice, what are some tips or techniques students can use to to figure that out? Yeah, well, well, this one's probably not going to be real popular. I think staying away from social media during the process might help a little bit because you aren't hearing that your mother's cousin twice removed just applied to all eight of the Ivy Leagues. And you aren't hearing about, and parents, this is for you too, like just don't listen to those things. It doesn't matter because that's not your child. That's not who you are if you're the student. Cutting that noise out and really being centered. Like, this is a great time to be totally selfish and it's all about you. And to be thinking just about yourself is so important. And yeah, that's great. Fine if somebody else is applying to some crazy school and great if they get in. But is that where you want to go? Do you understand the difference between those schools and what is going to be there for you and what's going to help you? Well, that's great advice, Jennifer. And I, I feel like so many great insights in the last short while here about understanding yourself and writing an essay that's so good that the admissions folks seek you out on campus once you arrive and you can keep working on it while you're there and finding ways to sample a college online and put yourself on the campus in your own mind and understand what you value and how that might be different from what you're seeing on social media or from well-meaning parents and relatives really enjoyed today's conversation. And to close it out, I would love for you to have the last word, one bit of advice for students and families so that they can get the most out of the application process. Oh gosh, there's so much advice. Standing back and thinking about how you can really find joy in the process, because that joy needs to go through the process and all the way in and carry you into your freshman year and all the way through to that diploma that you get at the end. And finding ways to make it joyful is so important. Do you really need to write five more supplemental essays or do you need to find the schools that are going to be great fits for you that maybe there's only one supplemental essay? Thinking through that whole process and what's going to be best for you and really putting the spotlight on you is going to be probably the most important thing that you can do in the process. I love it. The, the focus, the spotlight on you and finding joy in the process that gives you momentum into your first year. Jennifer Martin, Bell & Arch Consulting, thank you so much for your insights on how to get the most out of the application process. Uh, it was great to visit. I always enjoy getting to see you. So thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And by the way, we'll put Marcus's blog post in the show notes in case 
folks want to learn. Oh, that's awesome. His blog posts, you could get an idea on how good of a writer this kid is. Thanks everyone for listening. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts and check out elliotfelix.com for all the episodes and the articles I've written, talks I've given, and more information about the book.